0: Every summer, colorful red, white, and blue banners hang from light poles outside of the businesses and homes along Ridge Road in Lackawanna, New York. Each pays tribute to a different hometown hero, a brave resident who served in the military. But there is one in particular that seems to garner a little extra attention. To some, it may in fact seem out of place. And it's a bit unique in that it features the image and name of someone who's a bit of a celebrity around these parts. Located directly in front of the majestic basilica that he built, a banner dedicated to Father Nelson Baker hangs, a testament to his military service in the American Civil War. In this episode of Father Baker Retold, we will examine the Padre of the Poor's brief, yet eventful, tenure as a Union soldier in 1863. When people think of Father Baker's early life, they probably assume that such a holy man knew from a very young age that he wanted to be a priest. But that's just not the case. In fact, Nelson Baker would not become Father Nelson Baker until 1876, when he was 34 years old. Something made even more incredible in light of the fact that the average life expectancy in the United States at that time was 39. His teens and 20s included school, volunteerism, and time spent working in the family grocery store located on Batavia Street, what is now Broadway, in downtown Buffalo. The life of a content grocer seemed his path. That is, until his country came calling. As southern states began to secede from the Union in the early 1860s, Bishop John Tymon, the head of the Diocese of Buffalo,
1: stated, The issue has been forced upon us. Our country calls with patriotic zeal, with devoted hearts, we should obey her call. And one of those who
0: heard that call was young Nelson. When the U.S. Secretary of War asked New York State to provide thousands of militiamen to stop General Robert E. Lee's advance into Pennsylvania, Nelson enlisted. On June 18, 1863, he officially became a private in the 74th Regiment of the New York Militia. The very next day, he was among hundreds of new recruits to leave by train en route to Harrisburg. He was just 21 years old. Once arriving in Pennsylvania, Nelson and the other members of his company were quite busy. We have records that show orders to guard key roads and bridges in towns such as Mill Creek and Mount Union. And there is this tale from Nelson's first days of service that comes from Floyd Anderson's book, The Incredible Story of Father Baker.
1: There was a bright moon that flooded the clearings in the woods, but it was dark from Nelson's vantage point. He had been on duty for some time when he heard someone shoving his way through the underbrush. The noise became louder. Cautiously, he moved in the direction of the news. Pushing his way into the clearing, he saw a Southern soldier stumbling along. He called out, Halt, halt, or I'll fire. The man stopped and said, Don't shoot, I am wounded. My horse was shot, and I got separated from our army. Are you alone? asked Nelson. Yes, help me, please. And the soldier slumped to the ground. Nelson moved towards the man and saw he was bleeding, and that was the most likely reason why he it. Stopping the flow of blood, he revived the man and brought him to the other members of his company, who took the man back to camp. Now, Mr. Anderson's novel stands as an unofficial account of
0: Father Baker's life, and has been found to contain just as many facts as it does fables, so there is no way of knowing if this encounter actually happened. But from what we know of Nelson and what would come for him in the years ahead, such compassion doesn't sound too out of character, does it? For Civil War buffs and historians, the presence of Union troops in Pennsylvania in the early days of July of 1863 means one thing, Gettysburg. While it doesn't appear that the members of Nelson's 74th Militia were ever directly involved in the bloody battle's heaviest fighting, they were certainly on its outskirts and well aware of the chaos and damage being done to both sides of the conflict. In the aftermath of the Battle of Gettysburg and as General Lee's forces began to retreat, Nelson and the 74th followed. The regiment was ordered into Maryland on July 5, 1863, and on July 9th had marched as far south as Clear Spring, just a few miles north of the West Virginia border. But as mid-July approached, Nelson became acutely aware that his 30-day enlistment was close to an end. With his thoughts turning away from chaotic battlefields and back to peaceful strolls through downtown Buffalo, he longed to return home. History, however, had other plans. Just days after the Union Army's win at Gettysburg, President Abraham Lincoln reinstituted the military draft. The first drawing was held on July 11th, but it was the second held on July 13th that sparked what has become known as the New York City Draft Riots. See, the draft legislation came with a rider that allowed men who were chosen for military service to pay $300, an amount equivalent to about $6,000 today, to pay a commutation fee, to hire a substitute to fight for them. This provision that obviously favored wealthy Americans was not well received by members of the working class. In Manhattan, the anger boiled over into rioting and looting. With only a modest police force to deal with the widespread violence, city officials pleaded for assistance. On July 13th, Nelson and the other members of the 74th were forced to abandon pursuit of the Confederate Army and ordered to New York City to do what could be done to restore peace. By the time they arrived on July 16th, most of the rioting had died down. That said, a considerable amount of damage had already taken place. Estimates put property damage at a staggering $1 to $5 million, and that's in 1863 dollars. Some 50 buildings, including a church and an orphanage, had been burned down completely, and it is approximated that 120 individuals were killed over a three-day period. Union troops, such as Nelson, who supported the city's return to calm, were forced to witness their fair share of the ugliness of human nature. They did their best to save homes and businesses and protect the innocent from the violence. While it was no doubt brutal work, their presence in the city did have an important role in calming the situation. Days later, though, the 74th was ordered to return home to Buffalo. The unit was formally mustered out of service on August 3rd, 1863 and what was supposed to be a 30-day term of enlistment ended up lasting a total of 46 days. And in that short time, Nelson and his comrades had traveled more than 1,000 miles from Buffalo to Maryland to New York City and back. Now a 21-year-old war veteran, Nelson didn't take too much time to jump toward the next big thing in his life. One wonders, given his sharp mind and uncanny ability to peer into the future, if his next step, a business venture of his own, wasn't hatched on the long train ride home from Manhattan. Shortly after his return, Nelson entered a business partnership with Joseph Meyer, resulting in the opening of Meyer and Baker, a feed and grain business located at 272 Washington Street in downtown Buffalo. But that is a story for another time. Like many veterans, Nelson did not talk too much about his time in the military stories of his regiment's exploits are very rare, and there are very few mentions of his time as a Union soldier anywhere in his diaries. Father Richard Gribble, author of Father Baker's official biography, Father of the Fatherless, probably sums up Nelson's Civil War days the best.
1: Nelson Baker's military service was short, but it foreshadowed his future life. The 74th Militia saw only limited combat in the war, but it did help restore order to chaotic situations. In Father Gribble's book, he quotes
0: historian Timothy Allen, who said
1: of the time, As if a sign of things to come, Nelson Baker's military enlistment was marked more by a humanitarian peacekeeping cause than by the interest of death and destruction.
0: Indeed, this particular chapter of his life echoes what we all know about Venerable Nelson Baker. He was a man who was willing to give everything he had to protect those in need. A very special thank you to Erie County Clark, longtime supporter of OLV, and true friend of Father Baker, Mickey Kearns, who did a great job bringing this incredible true story to life. On behalf of all those that helped put it together, thank you for listening to this episode of Father Baker Retold. It's our sincere hope you enjoyed it and maybe learned a thing or two in the process. For more information on Venerable Nelson Baker, Western New York's saintly hero, be sure to listen to our other podcast in this series, or follow OLV Charities on social media. We're grateful for your support.